Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Goldmouth Scramble. Um, as you can probably tell if you've listened before, uh, my voice is slightly different today. Um, obviously what with England getting to the semi-finals, if you listened to the last one you've heard, uh, heard how passionate I felt about that and uh, maybe I overdid it a little bit. Uh, this World Cup, England getting so far, it's just taken a tiny little toll on my health but it's fine. Um, now obviously... Wednesday night, gutted, heartbroken, um, of, you know, all, all, all of the language you could, you could possibly try and use to, to describe that moment um, when the final whistle blew in extra time um, against the Croatians. But I think, in my opinion, over the 120 minutes, they probably slightly edged it. Um, but, you know, we probably should have been out of sight uh, at half time maybe not out of sight but I think 2-0 uh, we probably should have been 2-0 up at half time really Harry Kane had, had some good chances that he missed and uh, and yeah unfortunately it, it just wasn't to be and, uh, and football is not coming home for at least another two years um, the Euros but uh, I'm sure that you know your Spains your Germanys you, you know are, are going to come again Um Argentina as well. Uh, who knows? Like, who knows if uh, the Euro for Ronaldo will even be there? Be there. Um, I think potentially that's why he's gone to Italy. But I'll, I'll get onto that uh, later on. But let's just talk about that. I'll talk about that game for a little while. Um, England Croatia. Obviously, the start we couldn't have asked for a better start. Um, Kieran Trippier steps up there and he just uh, what a free kick that was. Um, he'd taken a few free kicks uh, over the course of the tournament, and they'd all been pretty like crossing. His balls into the box have always been been top class in this tournament. Um, but when it when it came to shooting, um, he, he he they were all pretty poor. Um, but when he stepped up against uh, against Croatia, it was it was funny. We just sort of I think everybody had this feeling that this was a, this was his moment potentially. Um, and he did, and he, he smashed it in the top corner. Fantastic, um, fantastic, fantastic goal. Great free kick. Um, and then I think we dominated much of the first half. I don't think that Croatia could really deal with us. They couldn't deal with the uh, the pace and the youthful exuberance of our of our midfield. In you know Ali and Lingard. Uh, in there, Henderson was doing well, shielding the back uh, back three, um, and just just breaking up play and and and, uh, and getting his passes off. He, he, as you know, if you listen to the first episode and you're still there, you're still here listening to this. Uh, thank you for sticking on. But uh, as everybody will know, I'm, I've never been a massive Jordan Henderson fan, um, but I do think he's played he's played really really well this tournament. Uh, they've struggled with Sterling's pace. Um, and I, yeah, it just it felt comfortable. I thought at half time, to me, it was it was a case of if we keep going the way we're going, they're going to be more tired than we are because they've done 120 minutes twice plus penalties. Um, it's at half time. I felt essentially we're 45 minutes away from a World Cup final here. Um, again, unfortunately, wasn't meant to be. Um, obviously, Perisic popping up. A lot of people blaming Walker. Um, 
he gets does get caught flat-footed, but I think Trippio, who's marking Perisic, could be doing a little bit more. Um, he seems to have his back to him. Uh, doesn't really seem to know where his man is, um, but he could have done a little bit more to sort of follow him in and put him off. But I, I, I don't want to have a go at anybody. Um, you know, the boys got to the semi-finals much further than we expected to get. I remember speaking to to uh, people before the before the before the World Cup started, and everyone just said, "Let's get out of the group stage. We'll probably get Colombia." They're going to be a difficult side to beat, and it's exactly what happened. You know, and everyone thought everyone thought maybe round the sixteen quarterfinals would be fantastic, um, and you could say the draw fell kindly for us, um, but we still had to get through Colombia, uh, which we did on penalties, unbelievably. Um, and then the Sweden game, <clears throat> obviously, you know, people were saying that the draw fell kindly because we had Sweden, and we made we made that look comfortable. But, Let's not forget the Swedes stopped Italy and Italy and Holland from getting to this uh, getting to this World Cup, and they they got out of a group. Well, like they lost to Germany, but they got out of a group that had Germany in it, um, which is quite amazing. Uh, and Germany Germany didn't get through, so they earned their way. They earned their way to the quarterfinal, much like we did. Um, so I don't think it was too uh, it was too much of an easy draw, really, when you actually. In in the context of the tournament, when you look at the context of the tournament, um, but you know, obviously we had the third place playoff yesterday against Belgium. It was a game that lacked intensity, as I think everyone expected. But you know, I did. I felt, despite the two 0 defeat, we did okay. First half we were pretty poor. Second half we did a lot better, but. Um, it just shows, you know, Belgium went with a very strong side, and we made a few more changes. Um, but it shows that I think the, the, the strength, in, strength in depth is an issue for for England, particularly going into the Euros next time. Um, we need to bring bring through, through some players. Hopefully, you know, your, your players like Jack Wilshere's come good again, get fit. Um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, hopefully he comes back fighting fit. Um, and yeah, just I, I, I can't wait for the Euros now. Gutted Wednesday, absolutely gutted, but could not be more proud of the boys and what they've achieved. And Harry's going to get the golden boot as well. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of positives. If you'd have asked me for the tournament, do you think we can finish in the top four of this tournament? I'd have said no. But we have. I think most people would have said no, but we have. We've done it. Uh, we've got there. Um, and nobody can argue that in my lifetime, this is the best England have probably ever performed at a major tournament. Um, the last time I can remember really getting excited about England was probably Euro 2004, um, when Rooney really, really carried the uh, carried the, the load. Along with Skulls and Gerrard and, you know, Lampard all in the same team. Um, but, you know, Rooney was Rooney was top class that tournament. He was only 18 and he never really hit those heights again. But, um, all again, all topics for a, for a different podcast. Um, but let's look ahead to the final. As it stands, as I'm recording this, um, we are just over an hour away. Um, so I haven't got the line-ups yet, um, in fairness. Um, 
I think, to be honest, I'm going to be completely honest straight away. The whole of the country here would like England. Would like England's. Um, it, it would like, like England's uh, rivals, Croatia, to uh, to win. To be honest, because then we can say we went out to the eventual winners. However, being completely honest, the French are massive favourites. Um, and I think they deserve they deserve it, France as well. If they win this tournament, nobody can argue with with that because they they have been the best, most consistent team, and probably um, probably among the most. I, I think they've been quite exciting to watch. Um, obviously, against Belgium, they were a little bit more uh, <clears throat> more defensive. Um, you know, showed a bit more pragmatism, but. You know they did what they had to do to get to the final, and uh, as I said, as I've said a million times, if England played terrible long ball football, won every game one nil, but won a tournament, am I going to care? No. So you know, I, I think for the most part, I mean, they were involved in that fantastic game against Argentina. It was four three in the end. It was a poor Argentina side, to be fair. France should never be conceding conceding three against them. Um, but I just, you know, uh, but since then, they've um, they've been pretty bloody good, and particularly defensively as well. And they, uh, you know, they've seen off a couple of uh, a couple of quite decent sides. And Belgium, you know, I think a lot of people maybe thought that Belgium beat Brazil. Maybe Belgium will get past France. Um, but Kylian Mbappe's been unbelievable. Uh, from 19 years of age, just uh, mercurial talent. Talent he really is. Um, Antoine Griezmann's been been good. I think he's shown flashes. I don't think he's been as good as he was maybe at the Euros um, for France. But um, but yeah, he's definitely shown flashes of what he can do. Um, the one that's still puzzling me is Olivier Giroud. Uh, he, I mean, he offers that focal point, and I understand that, and he's. His hold-up play is brilliant. He's good in the air. Um, but to have 13 shots and not, and not have one of them on target, um, it's, it's pretty criminal, really. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's the one that baffles me, really, um, in that in that front line. Obviously, Kante's been Kante he, uh, in the midfield. He just seems to pop up everywhere. Doesn't give anyone a minute's, a minute's rest. Um, but Croatia's, you know, Croatia's side strong as well. Mandzukic is a good forward. Rebic has impressed me greatly um, throughout the tournament. Perisic as well. Um, and then you've got, you know, like Rakitic, Modric, um, Brozovic as well, I think, played against us. Surprised Kovacic isn't playing more, um, just because I, I quite like Kovacic, um, but the, the Croatians obviously don't. So I'm surprised he's uh, he's not playing more. But just to uh, you know, this is the big, the biggest game, the biggest event in the world, the World Cup final. France and Croatia are in it. They deserve to be there. They got there. Um, it would be quite exciting to see a first-time winner. It would be quite exciting. And I just part of me, I make France the favourites. I think France are going to win. But part of me, and it's another one of those predictions I like to make um, that are often wrong. Uh, but part of me just wonders whether it's just there's a perfect storm brewing for Croatia um, and they just seem to have so much industry and energy even though they've 
in every single one of the knockout games, they've been to extra time, and in two of the three, um, they've gone to penalties. Uh, they just they just seem to be able to just pull it out of nowhere um, every single time and get stronger as the game goes on. My one worry for Croatia is I feel like if they start against France the way they started against England, have a first half like that, France will make them pay. France will make them pay. Um, so, my prediction for the final, I'm going to go 2-1 France. But, I would I would like Croatia to win. I think it would be very, very exciting um, to see... It's just a country from that a Balkan country um, just come through. Four and a half million people. Very, very small country. Um, go and win it. It'd be, it'd be quite the story. So, you know, let's uh, let's watch it. Let's enjoy it. French are the favourites. But don't be surprised if uh, if the Croatians pull off, pull off an upset. Right. The World Cup's finishing. Particularly for us English uh, English mob, um, minds are starting to drift back towards the Premier League. Now it's all done. England have finished fourth. The Premier League's where everyone's looking, um, and the busiest team it seems so far um, in the in the transfer window is, is West Ham. Um, had a couple of new signings confirmed in the last couple of days as well. Um, Balbuena. Uh, Paraguayan centre half, nicknamed the General. Um, don't know too much about him, to be honest. As I said last time, um, but I did tell you that we were after him, we were looking to sign him. Um, and yeah, hopefully he's uh, hopefully he does well and he has, he's, he has a decent time with us, and uh, we can really pull the best out of him. Um, the other signing that was confirmed today, Felipe Anderson, yeah, attacking midfielder slash winger. Uh, from Lazio, reportedly a club record forty-two million pounds. Or you know, if you if you're over in Europe, and fair play to you. If you're listening from there, um, forty-seven million euros. Uh, so, I mean, very exciting times for West Ham. Um, you know, the possible front three of Anderson, Yarmolenko, and Arnautovic. Yeah, uh, it, it looks good, doesn't it? I mean, it looks good for them, and uh, I'm hoping that you know, uh, as a, as a West Ham fan myself, as I've mentioned, I'm not afraid to hide that. Um, I'm hoping top eight. I feel like if we can be the best of the rest, the top six is is the top six. It's never going to change. But if we can finish seventh, be the best of the rest, um, I'd be very very happy with that. A good cup run as well. Pellegrini's first season in charge would have been a, a roaring success, I think, if that happens. Um, it'd be nice to get have a little bit of success in that in in the London Stadium as well. I think we've had a couple of years of of utter shit, um, to be honest. Um, not it's not even just about the football. Um, every single fan of every single other club, if they're not fans of West Ham, they'll always bring up the West Ham way um, and all this sort of thing. And it's not even about the football. It's just the whole the, the whole atmosphere around the club, um, not even including what's been going on on the pitch. It's just been a little bit poisonous. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that 
get a little bit of success in the new stadium. Just, just some some decent football, obviously some entertaining football. But just let's get us winning some games, make it a bit of a fortress. West Ham fans will then warm to it a bit, um, and we can really look to push on. Um, and uh, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully, just just make it feel like home. That's the biggest thing. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams, a lot of a lot of fans there that just aren't um, just aren't into it at the moment. And I think it's down to the fact that we've had two pretty average uh, av- average seasons. There, really average seasons. Um, a bit of transfer business has gone on at Arsenal as well. Matteo Guendouzi, um, he joined. I think he's a French under twenty in the international. Um, very exciting player, apparently. I think Unai Emery, uh, he's a centre half, but he's, he's like, I mean, when I say exciting, I mean young, up and coming player who everyone really rates and thinks he's going to do well. Um, yeah, I think Unai Emery, with some of the some of the uh, signings he's made so far, Lucas Torreira as well. Um, he knows he knows what he wants, Emery. Um, their best signing, I think personally, that they, they're going to see all summer. I don't think he's he's going to be beaten for them. Is Burn Leno? Um, a lot of people not really making a lot of it. Um, I think Petr Cech's a very good goalkeeper. He always has been, but he's very much past his prime now. Um, David Ospina's probably going to look to move on. I think Burn Leno will be the number one. Petr Cech will be will be sitting on the bench most of the time. But with the you know there's their side now bringing in Torreira, Leno, Socrates as well. He's, you know, Torreira is the defensive midfielder. Leno is a goalkeeper. Socrates is a defender. Lichtsteiner as well. Some good, good mix of experience there. Bit of guile um, and, and just you know a few brains as well. The footballing brains, players that aren't gonna aren't gonna give up um, when they have a have a bad experience. Um, just, you know, have a bad couple of games and then and then get affected by the toxic atmosphere. Those players won't do that, I don't think. It's just too experienced, too long in the tooth for that. Um, and then, you know, when you mix that with the fact they've got Mkhitaryan, uh, Lacazette, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang going forward, Meza Ozil as well, um, I think, it, you know, it could potentially be exciting times at Arsenal. Um, I just think they need to... They, they they still need to sign a couple of central midfielders. I think I really, just, I just don't. For me, Ramsey's a good player. I like him, but I I don't know. I'm not sure whether he's really the answer to their problems anyway. Um, El Nenny, I don't think is quite good enough to really um, be a mainstay in that midfield either, and he's not. And I mean, the less said about Granite Jacker, the better. So uh, we will move on from that um, but yeah like I say I really do think that uh, the Arsenal this year I think this year it'll be pushing for top four I don't necessarily think they'll get it but they'll definitely be moving um, moving in the right direction anyway and uh, and good you know it's. I think they need Arsenal needs their first season without Wenger to be half decent because if it's not then everyone, you know, the fans, we saw how the fans turn on Wenger, the fans will just turn on the board again and it'll all go wrong because the money hasn't been spent, and you know. Um, so you just you don't want that, you don't want that atmosphere to uh, 
you don't want the atmosphere to, to get poisonous. So I hope for them that they're, uh, they're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to touch on every Premier League team today. Um, I'm just going to go through a few. Uh, a side that's been remarkably quiet um, in this transfer window, and obviously I don't know whether you know if you guys put any comments on or anything like that. I'm probably going to get pelters for this just because I'm a West Ham fan. I'm going to talk about Spurs, um, but it's it's a strange one to see them not doing any business at all at the moment. Uh, I know they've been linked with uh, Pavard of uh, of France. Uh, the, the the French right back slash centre half. Um, apparently, that's if all the viral goes. Um, not sure he's really in the same class as all the viral. Um, not sure that's really a like for like, but I think they'd be better off going and getting a, a, a proper centre half um, with a little bit of a football brain uh, rather than somebody who is sort of a, a master, uh, sort of a jack of all trades, master of none type type player. Um, because at the end of the day, Trippier's been fantastic at this World Cup. He's been very solid last season. Is Pavard really that good at centre-half? I think if he was, France would play him at centre-half. Um, so I don't know. Um, Wilma Barrios as well, um, the the Colombian. Uh, apparently Chelsea have now agreed that he's going to sign for them in January. Uh, or they've signed him, but he's not joining up till January. Uh, so yeah. So Spurs been been very very quiet so far, which is which is worrying um, for for Spurs fans because they I know they get going into that new stadium, but I was I was always um, told that it, that wasn't going to affect it too much, and there's still a long way to go in the transfer market. So Spurs fans don't panic too much yet. Um, there's still a long way to go. Uh, what are we now? Well, we're fifteenth of July, World Cup final day, um, and you, you know got till we've got we've got at least. Uh, we got to the end of August, so, so oh no, it's actually no because the transfer windows uh, isn't the transfer window stopping before before the season starts now. So maybe maybe there's only a month to go. But Spurs, anyway, it, besides the point, I'm sure Spurs will do business um, over the next the next month six weeks. Um, so yeah, you know. I can't see them having that bad a season, to be honest, anyway. So I think they'll be fine. Um, big, big news at the moment um, has been Chelsea. Obviously, second Antonio Conte or him leaving or whatever happened there. It's difficult with Chelsea. You never really get a proper a proper answer from them anyway. Um, so he's, you know, he's gone. Sarri's come in. Um, he's brought in Jorginho. As well, Zola's come as his assistant. Sarri doesn't without, you know, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but when you're, you're, when you go into a, if you're a manager of any, any team in any country and you go in there and you can't really speak the, the shared language of the, of, of the team, of the, of the squad, um, which in this case is English, and despite the fact they get lots of foreign imports. Um, I thought it's often a problem. It really is a problem. Um, so unless Sarri's really going to make an effort to uh, to learn English, he really could um, he really could be in trouble. I think Jorginho's a good signing. Um, yeah, I think that uh, he, he'll do well there. 
Um, he had a good time at Napoli. He's obviously come because he's, you know, obviously he was working at working uh, under Sarri at Napoli. Napoli's obviously um, not Napoli. Sarri's Sarri's obviously convinced him Chelsea's the right place. He trusts him. Um, Link with a move to City, really. Uh, Man City. Everyone thought he was going there, but he's gone to Chelsea. And apparently, it's for an initial fifty million. Uh, potentially rising to fifty-seven million, um, based on add-ons. Um, but Chelsea are in a bit more trouble than that, really, um, because I mean, again, I might get I might get pelted for this being a West Ham fan, and you know, everyone knows that West Ham and Chelsea don't really like each other all that much. Um, but we're not, you know, we're not massive rivals. I wouldn't say really. We just don't really like each other. But they, you know, with Hazard saying it might be time to discover something different, Courtois hinting that he could run down his Chelsea deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a problem for him. I mean, Hazard's been phenomenal in the World Cup. He's run it for Belgium. Him and De Bruyne have been second to none. Uh, I don't think there's really been a more potent force going forward. Um, and Hazard, it, when when he, he he seems to have these seasons where he has a great season, then he has a crap season, then he has a great season, then he has a crap season. Um, last season, so what, like sixteen, seventeen, he was phenomenal for Chelsea, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and he could have gone, he could have had his pick. I think at the end of this season. He didn't have such a great season. None of the Chelsea boys did. Um, maybe there was a few ifs and buts. People yeah. coming and about him, his consistency. But I think he's shown in this World Cup just how good he can be. And what with, again, I mentioned it, Ronaldo going to Juventus. Um, I think Real Madrid might just nick him. I think they'll nick him, but they'll have to. They'll really have to fork out for him. Coming into his prime, and uh, what a player! What a player he could he could be if he if he. Continues to to drop to push himself and get better. Um, the Courtois one's an interesting one. He's often linked with moving away, um, and I, I think he's he's basically said that he's open to staying at Chelsea, but he he's, he wants to stay um, a teammate of Eden Hazard as well. Now, this to me. Um, He's he's trying to if Hazard he's he's either trying to engineer a new fresh contract that's worth a lot of money, or he's gonna if Hazard goes he's trying to he's trying to tell Real Madrid already that look I want to come as well, so he's making himself available to 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 whatever he can he can possibly the maximum is he can possibly get out of this. Um, he has performed well at this World Cup. He's been brilliant, Courtois. Uh, don't think he was that great during the season, but he's been good at the World Cup again, a bit like Hazard. Um, and I think Real Madrid would have him. Maybe they've been linked with him, and uh, I don't really think Navas is, is good enough for Real Madrid. Um, I like him. I think he's a good goalkeeper, but I don't think he's really got it in him playing at that level for that level of club. Um, a team... So that's enough about Chelsea now. Um, you know, in in conclusion, Sarri's come in. I think it was bizarre how long they left it. 
Uh, Conte's gone, he's been unlucky. But it's a, it's a managerial merry-go-round at Chelsea and that, that is the risk that you take when you sign up for that job, unfortunately. Um, let's talk Liverpool. Liverpool excite me massively. Um, I I think that they really could be a force this year. I think he's, he's, he's done the right thing. Keita was obviously coming in. We all knew about Keita. Fabinho coming in as well. Um, you know, and then having those two in there, um, behind your Salas, your Mane's, your Firmino's as well, um, Shakiri as well to come on, Wijnaldum's in there still, um, uh, yeah, I think they've, uh, they've been... They're, they're, they're going to be top draw next year. There is talk, there have been murmurs of um, of either Fakir, obviously, that we all know about, where they were trying to sign him anyway, um, and Paolo Dybala as well. Um, fantastic players. Unbelievable players, and, and, and they're, they're only going to get better as well. They're still young enough. Um, and if they came in... <coughs> apologies. If, uh, if, if either of those came in, um, I think it would be amazing for Liverpool. It would really be. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it would really put a cat among the pigeons if they could genuinely challenge. I mean, last year they actually, despite having a great season, getting the Champions League final, in the league they actually finished with a point less than they did the previous season. Um, so yeah, it's a strange one, despite the fact they were probably playing better. Um, Probably the most exciting team to watch in the league. Potentially about to get more exciting. I think somebody like Shakiri, he's going to have to buck his ideas up and he's going to have to uh, listen to Jurgen Klopp and start doing the running. If that man started doing the running and started working hard in every game, he'd be a top, top class footballer. But he doesn't do it enough. Um, but I think he's happy. I think he's, he stayed in England, which is what he wanted to do. And he's managed to get himself a club in the Champions League, which is what he's been missing. So, we'll see. Um, we'll see with Liverpool. I think top four again um, is probably about where they're going to be. Um, maybe, you never know, maybe top of the football pyramid in England. Um, it's not <laughs> At the moment, it's not unlikely, but it's not, uh, it's not, they're not a dead uh, either. Um, let's talk about United quickly. Um, not really been, I don't think, a hugely, hugely busy transfer window for them. Um, obviously, they've brought in Fred, um, who looks a decent player. Don't really know too much about him. Diogo Dallo as well from Porto, um, defender. Uh, Fred's been Fred's been talked about for years. Um, the, the Brazilian boy, and you've heard him talked about a lot, and he's very highly rated. But you see a lot of these players come over from Russia and they struggle. Um, and Brazilians are a completely different kettle of fish to any, anybody. Uh, Anybody else? Anyone else nowadays? For me, that's a bit of a throwback. I think. I think there's a a lot of a lot of stuff happens when they're growing up in that Brazilian league. Um, that <coughs> apologies. That um, 
you know, everything's a foul in Brazil. Everything is a foul. Um, so I think there's that. There's a lot of that mentality now with them. Um, so Fred's going to have to learn and learn quickly that he's in a very physical league where it's not going to, you know, things things aren't just going to get given um, that easily. And he can't go rolling around because <coughs> even his home fans won't like him if he does that. Um, <coughs> so yeah, but I do think I do think eventually it'll be a good signing. Um, it's just about getting the best out of Pogba, really, as well. I think he's 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 a phenomenal talent, and he's start coming good now. <coughs> and showing that eighty million pounds was um, was worth it. I've just got to apologise for coughing. Um, <coughs> really, I'm struggling at the moment. Uh, you know, as you can as you can hear from uh, from my voice. Um, uh, and and I think Daily Blind going as well is probably the right time for them. Ajax, um, he's going to go go uh, go to Ajax, you know, back to back to Holland, um, the Netherlands. And yeah, good luck to him. I think he's been a good servant for United. He's been solid, um, <coughs> and played in a, a number of different positions that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with. Anyway, World Cup final starts. In 41 minutes for me by my watch, um, France Croatia. Good luck to both teams. What a World Cup it's been, um, and I hope you guys enjoy. Bye bye for now. <laughs>